Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hey, chickens. We're still killing Daleks. Death to the Daleks. Fabulous Adam Richard here. I'm I'm still going through your reactions to Death to the Daleks because uh, I can. It's my podcast. I do what I want. Uh, <laughs> so many many messages, oh, especially on my dollies on the internet. Uh, my dolly video of the <laughs> my Dalek. By the way, the Dalek video, um, which uh, you can hear his squeaky squeaky wheels, and I'm like. Oh man, no wonder they hated K9 on the set of Doctor Who because he was so noisy. Uh, so my squeaky wheel Dalek, he's meant to talk. He's got like a voice thing that goes off every now and again, uh, but it stopped. <laughs> I don't know when it stopped. <laughs> Just one day, like it's very old. Like I've had it since 2007. Like you know, like I told you, I got I got it for free in a hotel room. So uh, yeah, it's. I'm sure I could pop it open, and fix his voice box, but. You know, I'm fine with that. It's screeching at me. Um, also, it's got like it's it's new series like Dalek voices. Like it's you know it's you would make a good Dalek and all that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want 2005 Dalek voice in my in my 70s Dalek casing. Uh, that's my own, that's my own problem. Uh, I have issues. Um, so Nairi said uh, the guns don't work, the, but the reverb machine does exterminate. Uh, she was very sad that poor Sarah had to be sacrificed over episodes and episodes and episodes. It's one of the longest sacrifices of all time. Um, possibly Sarah is still being sacrificed uh, somewhere. Um, but yeah, uh, as we discussed, diary, apparently it was psychokinetic, the, the, the reverb, <laughs> they always talk like that. Uh, Nathan from the Flight Through Entirety podcast said, this was my first ever story. Oh, Nathan, cute. He watched a repeat of it on the ABC in 1978. Oh, wow. 
Um, the first episode looks amazing. It does. Because it's dark. Uh, it's very scary for a nine-year-old. I know. It, darkness is frightening. <laughs> I was uh, also quite scared of this one, uh, mainly because the TARDIS breaking down. That's like, what? How does that happen? Um James says, first up, is there a better Target novelization cover out there? <gasps> so good. Oh my God, the Target cover is the best. Like, they even released that as a poster. Like, I remember in the back of the Target books towards the end, you could, oh, towards the end, like when I was probably 15 uh, <laughs> and stopped buying them. Uh, you, but you could, like, apparently send off and get a poster. I didn't do it because I didn't live in England. Um, but, yeah, they had, like, a thing where if you collected enough tokens, you could send off and get... And it was that was one of the posters. And I'm like, yeah, of course it is. It's amazing. It's the best painting. Um, Matt also said that he uh, came to this late. Uh, and the biggest disappointment was that the incredible exploding Dalek on the cover of the Target novelization is never realised on screen. Oh, he says, but it'll, it'll always be the most magical, exciting, special story for me because you never forget your first. Adorable. Uh, that book was amazing. Um, Matt also says about Bilal. Uh, he says he loved Bilal. He should have been a companion. And he says, Bilal in brackets, the person who lives under the bird's nest. Because <laughs> he looks... Like, I know all that glowing stuff on him is meant to look like, you know, he's he's got some sort of innate power. But it really does look like he lives under a statue. <laughs> anyway, uh, James uh, James's list of lovely things, uh, which I started last episode, uh, the clarinet-driven score. He also loves the machine gun Daleks, the vacuum hose monster in the cave. Oh, that... I loved that big hose ca cave monster, the root, as the doctor keeps calling it. And I'm like, oh, that means something very different in Australia. Um, the excellent use of graphic design. Yes, on, this, on the puzzles. Graphic design puzzles. They're so good. Uh, and the incredible melting polystyrene city. Oh, the poor, sad ice cream cake of doom. Ice cream cake, I know it must have been a big thing in Europe, but the three or four times anyone tried it in Australia, it was not okay. Like, this, for the same reason that, you know, in England, you're perfectly able to have a cream slice, which is, you know, two bits of, you know, gorgeous shoe pastry with just fresh cream, whipped cream in between them. We don't have that here. We have a vanilla slice, which is, you know, as we call them, a snot block, uh, which is essentially the same thing. But instead of cream in the middle, it's custard and gelatin because we can't trust cream not to go off within four minutes in our environment it's too hot and humid for cream uh so yeah um you can you can have your room temperature drinks but you know also you can have cream in in between pastry and it's delicious and i'm i'm jealous uh anyway how did i get onto cream i was talking about other things altogether oh the melting the ice cream cake um james says i want to talk about balal a charismatic friendly and intelligent non-human character indeed he subs in as a companion for a good chunk of the story why is this so rare oh james you're asking some very difficult questions here Doctor Who so often pits itself as good humans versus bad monsters, but this was being challenged in this era. It was, yeah, we had like the Silurians, we had the whole Peladon business. Um, oh, he goes on, perhaps best in the Peladon stories. Oh yeah, hello, <laughs> Frontier in Space and the Mutants, yes. 
but actual developed alien characters like Bilal are very rare indeed. And even then, he's intelligent, but still, in inverted commas, primitive. Well, he does sleep on the bird's nest. <laughs> Uh, James also says the next example of a truly equal alien companion that I can come up with is Jabe from the end of the world. Could Doctor Who be <gasps> racist? Well, speciesist, really, because, you know, they're different species. Um, uh, look, I would say that maybe that could be argued. I mean, certainly until Rose, the Doctor never really had a companion who didn't have an RP accent. Oh, other than Jamie. <laughs> but then he was kind of comedy scots. <laughs> but yeah, like b- between Jamie and Rose, there's a good 40 years or more. Um, maybe 50 years? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, nearly nearly fifty years. Ooh, that's a long time. Uh, so yeah, every, everyone else is very RP. Everyone spoke with the received pronunciation. Oh, and then Tegan. I know, but she was. Oh wow, she was really Australian. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Doctor Who's racist. I mean, there weren't that many men. It was mostly women in the TARDIS. Oh, you know who's an alien? Adric is an alien. Adric is technically a marsh person. Like, from Full Circle. Like, they're all Marsh people. None of them were actually, uh, you know, from Pterodon or whatever they're meant to be from. They're all Alzarians. Like, they're all, like all the all the people who came on that spaceship. Like, spoiler alert. Um, turned out to be... Maybe that I should do that one next. Uh, oh, no, Adric can be some hard going. Um, <laughs> but Adric was an alien. As was Nyssa. Like, Traken, like, even though she's humanoid, she's not human. Like... Traken is uh, the Traken. Who knows what's it called? Is uh, a, an alieny bit of business. They're they're quite clearly not. So Nissa and Adric, both not human. Is is that all? They're the only ones, really. The rest have all been human. Even Dodo, who seemed un- inhuman at times. Um. So, uh, yeah. It's. I mean, James. I think you're right at, at some some level. Um. Matt goes on. He says Sarah is at her peak here. I mean, it is her first year on the show, uh, Elizabeth Sladen, and she's really gotten into her stride because we're down halfway through. We've already had two stories. Uh he says, uh, the pride she puts into the line, I can sink anywhere, is wonderful. But my God, the poor Exelon she beats brutally. Brutally, Adam. The first hit did it, but no, you make sure, girl. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's got quite a lot of pluck, uh, <laughs> as uh, she was described in the Pyramids of Mars. Oh, that feels like a nice note to end on for the Sarah Janathon because we've come to the end of the Sarah Janathon. We're almost at the end of this whole season, season five of uh, Adam Richard Has a Theory. Uh, so the next one I'm going to be watching uh, tomorrow will be The Mummy on the Orient Express, uh, followed by the two-parter with David Tennant and Billy Piper, The Impossible Planet and The Satan Pit. Um, the Satan Pit was my nickname in high school. No, Adam, that's not even doesn't even make sense. Stop it with the stupid jokes. Um, so yes, I'm I'm very very excited. Uh, now I've made a guest appearance, I think, on another podcast. Uh, Vaya Pashos asked me to do something for the Neighbours podcast, so have a listen for that. Um, 
I'm sure I'll let you know closer to the time when it's when it's actually on. Uh, but yeah, this is this has been fun. I'll miss Sarah Jane now that we've finished the Sarah Janeathon, and I'm very very. I I'm I have concerns. I'm going into an episode from series eight, the Peter Capaldi's first series, which I did not enjoy. So, Mummy on the Orient Express. Push your fingers. 